it's important to recognize hey that our ego or our, our brain is always trying to keep us safe and safety to our brain is like familiarity or comfort comfortability and and being in a space that's familiar is comfortable and it is safe to our minds so being able to step out of that expand your comfort zone in the sense that like you're you're releasing these emotions and fears that once hold you back held you back um you can then move past that and recognize the ego for what it is and and sort of let that go to be able to expand and move forward more but i can definitely relate to what you said Hi, it's Ella, the host of For Better Self and Net Worth podcast. I wanted to first of all, thank you for listening and supporting an independent podcast. I'm an aspiring motivational speaker and marketer who wanted to give a platform to other risk takers, empire builders, and out of the box lifers in the world. By listening, you are showing support for everyday folks like you and myself, pursuing the lives they've always wanted by ditching societal norms and dedicating time to others. To show more support, feel free to leave a review on iTunes and subscribe on Spotify. You can also find the show on iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcast, and many other independent platforms. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you are feeling inspired. Hey everyone, welcome back to For Better Self and Net Worth. So excited that you're listening once again. If this is your first time, welcome. I hope you find an amazing space here. We are a community of people supporting each other. I always like to have other women on the show, other entrepreneurs, anybody that's out living the dream. And with that being said, I have the amazing Taurus on with us. She is from Australia. And she is a life coach focusing on emotional support. So Tara, thank you so much for being on the show. If you like, go ahead and give us a brief introduction to yourself and tell us how you got to be a life coach. Yeah, thank you so much, first of all, for having me here. I'm really grateful to be on this show. Um, I, so myself, I am, I live in Western Australia. I'm a mom of two young boys and how I became to be a life coach. So my coaching journey sort of evolved from health coaching to mindset life coaching, now into sort of emotional empowerment. And that's all stemmed from my own journey of struggling with health issues, like when I was 23 years old, um, but also continuing to struggle with chronic anxiety and depression for most of my life, right up until I was 31. So as I overcame my health issues through holistic health and whole food nutrition, I became really passionate about health, which led me to study health coaching. And then overcoming my anxiety and depression is what really made me want to become a life coach and step into the emotional empowerment um, realm, just because the most transformative period was in the last three years of my life and that was through overcoming my anxiety and the biggest transformation for me was in releasing emotions and becoming emotionally empowered I believe that everything that we do in our lives um, and I do believe that anxiety as well is stemmed from some sort of emotion and most likely trapped emotions because most of us have trapped emotions 
And that was definitely my experience. And so, yeah, that's what led me into the work I'm doing today. And that's what keeps me sort of inspired to keep going as well as my continuing transformation in that area. Yeah. I think anxiety is something that a lot of us struggle with. I know. And I like the holistic approach that you take to it. And I know everybody has their own remedies, but the holistic health speaks to my soul because I have ADHD. I have a hard time sitting still and my mind is always bouncing from one place to another. And I've learned that cutting back on sugar and being active in the morning, whether it's just like 20 minutes of yoga, walking, anything like that helps me be able to focus throughout the day. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then anxiety, I feel like a lot of us struggle with anxiety just because of the cultures that we're putting ourselves into the environments that we're in and the anxiety portion, I think more people were open about it after the pandemic. Yeah, it's definitely become more widely spoken about, I think, and more people have struggled with it. Um, and, And it's no wonder, like, the environment and the culture that we live in is so unnatural. I mean, <laughs> when we think about how our bodies are made and how we should be living, um, waking up and being in a rush state every single day, a high stress state, making sure you're at the office in time, being in unnatural light, um, unnatural air, like, of course, it's all going to play a role on your mental health because everything is connected um and in saying that like we live these fast-paced highly stressful lives so we go for foods that are easy for us which affects our our physical health which is connected to our like our, our gut is directly connected to our mind as well so like everything that we're eating is affecting our mental health as well and it's almost just like a vicious cycle um but it's when we can take a step back and be like this is not how I should be living and, and I'm going to consciously make these choices to live more in alignment with how I should be living in basically. And that's in alignment with nature because we are nature ourselves. Ultimately that we become more grounded and can, can do, can manage our anxiety a lot better. And I'm sure like you said that you have your morning practices and you, you cut back on sugar and you eat nourishing foods now and you, and you go for that walk. And I bet you that you feel a huge difference now that you're conscious of that. If you don't go for that, that if you don't move your body in the morning, you probably feel it throughout the day, right? Exactly. And being out in nature, I I jokingly say that that's my church, being on the water. Out of morning, yes. something that's just so peaceful and calming about being on the river. And I live in I live in Nashville, but I live in a wooded area in Nashville where I go on my back patio. I'm starting to feel this. I'm recording this in late August. So I feel this cool fall breeze and seeing all the trees in my backyard and sometimes just random creatures there's just something just super calming about that for me yeah honestly it's I feel the same whenever I am near the ocean I think or any any like I could go for a forest walk as well and feel like grounded like the, the smell of the you know the the damp forest floor and stuff it just it's beautiful but being by the ocean and on the ocean is definitely my healing place and my happy place it's like yeah just it's so grounding and healing yeah I I'm the same way with the the ocean makes me feel empowered yes something power about just hearing the sounds of the ocean I have to have vitamin c sca once a year 
at least. The nearest beach is about an eight-hour drive, but I totally love just the peacefulness of being around any ocean. And yeah. do, you live, do you live near an ocean? I actually live across the road from the beach, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is incredible. That yeah, is incredible. Yeah, so that that's just a great release. You can just go outside and hear the peaceful sounds of the ocean. Yeah, it's yeah, and through the night too, when I'm sleeping and hearing the waves crashing, it's actually um kind of my anchor, like where I anchor my mind when I'm trying to meditate, as well as like listening to the ocean. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about how we live in an unnatural state in a lot of ways, and I, I'm I'm probably telling a story I shouldn't here, but. Um, my nephew got, my nephew's teacher sent a text message to my sister-in-law saying that she needs to talk to him about listening and behaving in a certain way. And they were kind of freaking out about it. And my brother's like, I think she just lost control of our classroom. But my theory always has been as a child, like I was the troublemaker. I was always talking. I was too hyper. I had a hard time sitting still. But now that I think about it, is it really natural for me to walk in a classroom and sit for eight hours a day? And even, even in in my job too, I get up and, you know, I'll walk, use the bathroom, or I'll take just a little walk around just so I can get back and focus a little bit. Because if I sit too long, my back hurts. Yeah, it's not natural for us at all. And I think when we start reconnecting to our bodies. Um, we really feel the difference in what does feel right for us and what doesn't. And like you said, like your back hurts if you sit too long. That's a classic example. Like being aware of that is beautiful and that you can go for a walk. But no, I don't think it's natural to sit down um, for eight hours a day. Um, like I, I worked in corporate for many years in office environments and I I hate it. Like I love slow mornings. I love just taking that time for myself each day. I think um, we all sort of need to, to have that time for ourselves in the mornings, but, but being like getting there at a certain time, sitting in unnatural light, um, air conditioned offices, staring at a screen all day. Like yes. it's just so unnatural. And, and it, you know, even just the staring at a screen, staring at blue light affects our hormones so that can affect our sleep and like all of these things so like if you're having trouble sleeping like that's one thing we need to be really conscious of is like are you looking at your phone all the time are you looking at screens all the time um like we we really ideally should be watching the sunrise and watching the sunset every day and then getting outside for a portion throughout the day because without sunglasses on because in seeing that natural light that resets our circadian rhythm helps us sleep more which obviously when we sleep our body rests recovers rejuvenates like that is where we actually heal and that's where our hormones balance as well so it's like when we're sitting in this unnatural light all day breathing our natural air like looking at screens our hormones can come become imbalanced like all of it's a ripple effect and all of these things can affect our physical mental emotional health yeah and i see and as you mentioned hormones, I think more and more people are being diagnosed with, more and more women are being diagnosed with PCOS and mm. different conditions with hormone imbalances. And it makes a lot of sense when you think about the foods we eat, all the preservatives and looking at, there's a lot of studies around blue light right now. 
I try to wear blue light blockers when I have to look at a screen all day. And I know if I'm watching TV right before bed, regardless of what I'm watching, now it doesn't help that I watched House of the Dragon last night before going to bed. <laughs> but <laughs> when you're you're around that blue light, it does affect your sleep. And sleep is one of the most important things you can do for your body. Oh my God. It's probably the most important thing because if you don't get your sleep, like you end up going for foods that are easy, you end up like craving sugar. Yeah. You end up like, I don't know, there's so many things that can affect. It affects your, like if you have anxiety, God, for me, if I didn't get sleep, my anxiety would go through the roof in the past crazy yeah you know, and I, I got more stressed yeah and if I don't get sleep I'm drinking loads of coffee and that's gonna affect my exactly. function and it's gonna throw off everything yeah that's so true this, this it just creates a ripple in every area of your life mm-hmm. um yeah and your mind doesn't work as well either obviously and that can affect the com- the way you um you know re- um interact with other people which can affect your relationships. I mean, it just like every single aspect of your life can be affected if you don't look after yourself first. And that means that you're asleep and nourishing your body and all of those things. Yes. And looking after yourself first, I used to say that's really selfish, but what I've learned is when you put yourself first, you're actually giving a better part of yourself to others. Yeah. I love saying like sometimes being selfish is the most selfless thing you can do. Um, and because we do, we think that self-care or looking after ourselves first is, is kind of selfish and we sh- should be putting other people first, but it's not, it's not the case. Like you said, like you give a better part of yourself to others when you can show up for yourself first. And that's especially true. Like I've noticed so much as a mom, like, and I, I'm an independent mom. I'm single. I don't, I don't have much help. I, like my family's not around me. If I don't look after myself, if I don't take that time for myself every day, if I don't nourish my body, prioritize my sleep, like um, do all the things that kind of make me happy, my boys get like a reactive, um, stressed version of me. They deserve better than that, you know? So it's it's so selfless really of me to kind of put my needs right up there with theirs as well. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that just because I don't have children and Sometimes I'd say things that are a part of my journey. And I know that a lot of people who listen to my podcast are mothers. And I just hope that it makes sense to, you know, I can't please everybody, but I'm hoping it can kind of reach them in some way or not or whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, it's so important. It's very important. So I'm really glad you said that about putting a lot into yourself so you can be the best version of yourself to your boys. Yeah. And I mean, it's not just my boys as well, like, especially being a coach, like how I could not show up for my clients without looking after myself. And if I wasn't looking after myself, like what kind of coach would I be? I wouldn't be much of an example, really. Yeah. Speaking of your clients, what is one of the greatest transformations that you've seen with your clients? Oh, you know, all I can think of I, I got a message. Yes, I got, I got a message from one of my clients last night and I didn't listen to it until this morning. And I've just been so excited this morning because she sent me this message. So she has been struggling with her self-worth, her self-esteem. Like she's had sort of anxiety, had this belief in her mind for so long 
basically her entire life that everything she did is wrong and that she's not enough she's not good enough and she's just um like she struggled with a lot of health issues as well because of all of this and I got a message from her this morning or sorry last night but I listened to it this morning and she basically we we had a call this week and since that call she's had this massive shift um she's been in this highly stressed state going through a lot of personal issues as well, but she allowed herself the time to feel out her emotions and feel that energy, allow that energy to release from her while laying in bed yesterday morning, I think she said. And ever since she's had clarity on where all of this has stemmed from, which is from her childhood. And now that she's got that clarity, she's able to actually support herself through that and, and recognize where it's come from and have more acceptance of how she feels. And um, she just feels more free. And, oh, my God, it just fills my heart so much to, to hear that because my biggest transformations have been in that space as well, in releasing emotions, releasing that emotional energy. Because when you do that, you do find clarity on where, certain things have stemmed from and it is the most freeing thing that I've ever experienced and I'm just so excited for her because I know it's only I've only just heard about this this morning but over the next week or so I just know how much freer how much lighter how much more alive and in love with her life that she's going to feel and I'm so excited for her I love that that's that's incredible and it's crazy how we're taught to hide our emotions and oh not God. feel them. I think a lot of times we suppress them or we're in denial about them. But when you get to a point where you can finally feel your feelings, it, it makes you stronger. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the most self-loving acts, I think. And um, it does. It frees you from your triggers. It frees you from being reactive. It freed me from chronic anxiety. Yeah. Like, um, and we are like from a really early age, we're taught to, to we're taught to push down our emotions. Like, depending on like your parents or, or what sort of culture or society you grew up in, like we're told just get over it or toughen up or you know you've got nothing to cry about. All of those little comments are buried like form our subconscious mind and so on some level we don't actually feel safe to feel our emotions and therefore like when we grow up and go through our life and we experience all of these challenges that life throws our way and there are many as we all know (laughs) um but we don't we don't allow ourselves to feel those emotions and so every time those happen like we we unconsciously push those emotions down and they then play out in different forms in our life. So like we might react to a certain situation differently than what we would have if we didn't have any attachment to that emotion anymore. We wouldn't feel so many fears because behind every fear is an emotion as well. Yeah. yeah, So there's like all of these ways that it plays out in our lives and it limits us in so many ways. But when we can finally feel comfortable and safe to feel our emotions whether they're ones from the past that we've suppressed or ones that come up in, in the moment. Like, like I said before, it is the most freeing thing you can do for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. And that's the thing, and I'm not saying it heals everything, but like the feeling your feelings, I've learned that, you know, growing up, I faced a lot of rejection and I was picked on a lot in 
just through all through high school and just the anxiety that I used to face, it all stemmed from that. Yes. And even though I've appeared confident most of my life, I can really talk to anybody I can put on for anybody. I struggle with so much anxiety and I was attracting a lot of things in my life that I didn't want to attract because of that. And it was like deep down feeling, and you're dating the wrong men. Even you deep down, something was telling me my ego was like, you are attracting this because you're not worthy of what you really want. And the ego, a lot of times when you are getting better, we are getting stronger. That's when the ego fights back hardest. And the ego is stemming from a place that's really trying to protect you. But really, it's like having that friend. They they give you a quote-unquote honest opinion because they're trying to look out for you when it really hurts even worse. That's kind of what your ego does. Yeah. I mean, it's important to recognize, hey, that our ego or our, our brain is always trying to keep us safe. And safety to our brain is like familiarity or comfort, comfortability and, and being in a space that's familiar is comfortable and it is safe to our minds. So being able to step out of that, expand your comfort zone in the sense that like you're, you're releasing these emotions and fears that once hold you back, held you back, um, you can then move past that and recognize the ego for what it is and, and sort of let that go to be able to expand and move forward more. But I can definitely relate to what you said with the attracting the wrong relationships, like attracting the wrong men in my life. Like, Oh my God, I I have way too many experiences with that. And I think when we're holding on to emotions from our past, like emotions are energy, right? If we're, if we've got those, they don't go anywhere if we don't release them, like they're in our body. So we're vibrating at this energy of the emotion Um, Like if we don't feel like we're good enough due to some past emotion, like we're going to keep attracting things that reinforce that belief within us. Yes. In like changing those subconscious beliefs and releasing those emotions um, that we can start attracting the things that we truly want in our life. And we recognize that we are worthy of them. Yes. And it's important to know for me, like what each emotion is doing for me in my life. What is this fear doing for me? That fear could just be trying to protect me and keep me aware. But then when I realize that, sometimes I can say, okay, that's great fear. I really don't need you anymore. Or (laughs) even when I get nervous about doing an interview or doing a presentation, sometimes I have to say, you know what? Yeah, nerves, I appreciate you looking out for me, but I really don't need you to because I've done just fine. Yeah, that's so powerful speaking to it like that, isn't it? Yes. It's showing, hey, look, I'm in charge here. Yeah, and we all have that power. Yes, it's okay to to feel that way, but it took me until my 30s to know that I actually do have power over my emotions. Yeah, me too, like, me too. (laughs) They controlled me and, like, my anxiety controlled me for most of my life. And I honestly just just thought it was a part of my identity, like, confidence was foreign to me, self-love was foreign to me, like, there were, there were all things that I didn't think I could ever achieve. Um, like I had a massive fear of speaking just three years ago and and it was in releasing emotions that I was able to gain clarity on where that fear had stemmed from, which was from my childhood. Um, yep. But then I was able to overcome that fear of speaking. Like there is no way three years ago that I would be able to jump on a podcast and speak like this. Like 
no way. I would have massive anxiety attacks. Like there's no way I could ever do it. So yeah, it's just, it's huge being able to release those things and recognize um, that we do have the power to, to step into that version that we so dream of being. And when we can, when we have the desire and dream to be a different version of ourselves, that's there because that's possible for us. Like if we can dream it, if we can sort of see it, then it's entirely possible. It's just a matter of finding, I guess, like the right method and the right tools to help you get there and probably the right support as well. Yes. I love that. I'm so glad you've come overcome your fear of speaking, having you on the show because so far you've said so many beautiful things. So many shared so much with us, so much power. Thank you so much. We're just so grateful for that. If you could give yourself advice, say say three years ago, five years ago, if you could give yourself advice five years ago, what would you tell yourself? Five years ago. Yeah, wow. Five years ago, I was definitely in the depths of my anxiety. Even three years ago when I had my second baby, Milo, because he's only just, he's three now. Um, yeah, he, when I had him, it was winter and he, like having a new baby, being cold outside, I was like, perfect. This is the perfect opportunity to stay inside and never leave my house. Like I didn't want to leave because of my anxiety. And I was like, I've got an excuse now. And I realized in that moment that I was like, I can't, I can't be like this. Like I cannot do this to my children. Like if 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 I'm going to live like this, they're going to live like this and they deserve more. They deserve a life where they can go on adventure and, and have fun and not feel so fearful. And if I'm like that, I'm going to pass that on to them, That like I'm being an example for them. So I need to heal so that they can live a more fulfilling life. And I think like to give myself advice five years ago would just be, like you're not alone I think because um definitely maybe not five years ago but definitely in the past anxiety wasn't as widely spoken about I felt so alone in my journey so I would definitely tell myself you're not alone and that like it's all going to work out so much better than you could have ever imagined just stay strong yeah so many people need to know that they're not alone in their struggle yeah and that's, yeah, that's- that's something I do love about social media and even just people just wanting to be more transparent about it, about what they're going through, what they're struggling with. Yeah. It's beautiful to see more and more people being vulnerable about it because I I wish I had that 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Gosh, there's so many times where I just felt like I was crazy. Like there was something wrong with me and I was the only one that experienced that. And I'm the same. I'm really grateful for social media in that sense as well, because more and more people are just openly speaking about it and beautiful. And with more people like you out there being life coaches and our generation, the millennials and Gen Zs, we're all about going to therapy, going to our life coaches, getting that guidance. We have put the stigma behind us. Maybe not everybody, but I feel like I am speaking for most of our generation. We put that stigma behind us. It is just going to be amazing to see what that does for us and the generations after us. Yeah, it's massive. And I mean, we need it. Yeah. Like 
we so need it in the world we're living in and especially everything that's happened over the past couple of years like people need to speak to people we need to connect more than ever and it's beautiful that it's more widely spoken about and like I I definitely encourage both coaching and therapy for different things like I've, I've been to therapy and I loved my therapist she was amazing um yeah, so I just hope more people feel comfortable in just openly going and speaking to people, especially men. I think, yes, yeah, I think like a lot of men, I don't know if it's just my generation or like, but they, they feel like it's a weak thing to do to go and speak to someone or go see, ther- go see a therapist. But it's it's probably one of the most powerful things you can do. and it, And it shows your strength, I think, more than anything. There was a documentary a couple of years ago. It's called, I think it's called The Mask You Wear. And it's about men and having to put on this standard, basically a very superficial standard of what masculinity looks like and not, yeah, not being encouraged to feel their feelings. But yeah, I would love to see a generation of men. And I think they do. I think, you know, I've got a close coworker that's male and all this. They do want to do the work. Yeah, I love that so much. Yourselves, even what is his name? Pete Davidson. He comes out of him. He is an actor. I think he's actually in Australia right now filming a movie. He, I didn't really know him very well. I knew he was on Saturday Night Live. I knew he dated Ariana Grande, but he is known. Oh, he had a public feud with Kanye West, who also has a mental disorder over uh, Kim Kardashian. Uh, but Pete Davidson is very open about struggling with borderline personality disorder. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. And he's a lot of women love him for it. That makes him, he's not the most, to me, he's not like super handsome, but I think people are really attracted to him because he's just comfortable being who he is. And he's comfortable saying that he goes to therapy and works on himself. And yeah, that's, you know, that's an example that a lot of guys need. Oh my God, it's so true. I mean, if I think about it, like that, that like I'm tough, masculine type of energy, turn off for me completely. Like I think it's incredibly yeah. sexy if a man is open and vulnerable with himself and then with others as well. It's, yeah. Exactly. And in a way, you know, I grew up being the only girl in my family so I kind of feel bad for guys because they're under so much pressure. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they've had they they've got a lot of pressure to be quote unquote the breadwinner, to look tough, be tough. They have to play sports. It's there's still some societal norms out there. Yeah, it's are, all about societal conditioning, isn't it? It's all conditioning, but. It's beautiful. To see, it's beautiful to see it changing going forward. Like I have seen some shifts and I love that. Yeah. Healing men may change the trajectory around dating in the best way possible. Completely. I think healing, I think men healing is going to help women heal as well. Like yes. we, we need each other. Like we need that beautiful balance within us and in a, in, in a couple of that masculine and feminine energy like and to support each other in that that beautiful flow 
um, I don't know how to say it. it's almost like a dance between the two energies and it's yeah it's beautiful and we need that I think the way if, if men heal and become more awakened then they can also hold space for the feminine and women then won't feel like they I guess I don't want to speak like for all women but like need to step into that into that masculine yeah. more because like, there's so many imbalances especially for myself like I I had so much masculine energy and I would I would drive myself to the point of burnout not step like I've only just in the past few years been able to step back into my feminine as well and so yeah both sides need healing and it's beautiful to see more men healing because I think they will support us going forward yes and I think not even just as women but the relationships that we have we tend to take on the emotions of the people that we're around oh yeah (laughs) and healing men will heal the world absolutely yeah that's so true I love that you say that it's beautiful and do you have a and I ask a lot of people this I know a lot of life coaches they're like me they're all about self-development and the growth and the healing there is a book that has changed their life at some point what is a book that has made a significant impact on you Oh gosh, there are so many. I think back to the to the early days of my journey, like three years ago. Um, Gabby Bernstein was a massive influence <gasps> for me. Yes. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I'm like, to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the universe has your back was one of the first books of hers that I read, and I and I just remember that being kind of a pivotal moment. So I guess that's a, that's definitely the first one that pops into my mind. But oh my god, I've read so many books since then, and I. There's so many that have changed my life in some way. But yeah, that's the first one that pops into my mind, definitely. Gabby has changed my life. I remember, yeah, I've read Universe Has Your Back. And I remember reading Judgment Detox. Every time I read or listen to Judgment Detox, it kind of kicks me in the butt. Because <laughs> we have judgment, whether it's good or bad, we're always going to have judgment. And then you have to stop judging your judgment. Yes. But yeah, whenever you do have judgment, if you're having judgment on a bad driver or somebody else's attitude, you have to ask yourself, why am I judging this person? Yeah. And it's generally a reflection of yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's an unforgettable book. We did a book club on it and it, we couldn't finish it as a group for that reason. <sighs> yeah. It would be massive to speak yeah. about that. Yeah. But yeah, Gabby Bernstein, I did, there's every year she does her like 21 day challenge and I've met a lot of people. I've actually met a couple of guests through the Gabby Bernstein community. Ah, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I've only done one of her, I did one of her med- meditation challenges, I think. And I've signed yeah. up for a few of her courses as well. Like I just love her work. I love her work. Yes. I love it as well. That I remember reading that and you are about us around the same time. And that's how oh, I can- I have- own show yeah I haven't, re- haven't read you're a badass but I've read um you're a badass at making money <laughs> oh that is such a good book that's such a good book I, I'm like the I'm the budgeting guru of all my friends <laughs> outside of your money I'm all about just getting finding the best deals on clothes travel I'm the kind of person I can walk out of the grocery store spending $50 and getting enough food for two weeks <laughs> that's the best I love that I'm savvy about that, but people are like, how do you do it? 
And I always recommend You Are a Badass at Making Money. Yeah, it's such a good book. Yes, it helps people really see their value and anybody that's starting their own business. I mean, a good bulk of my friends are entrepreneurs. And if they think they're charging too much or if they're attracting a clientele that's not necessarily you know, supportive of them, have them read that book and it helps them kind of reset and attract what a client that's going to pay them what they're worth. Mm, it comes back to feeling worthy, doesn't it? Yeah. It really does. And I think a lot of us struggle with that, like that we don't feel worthy on some level. And I mean, I definitely have, gosh, it's been like an ongoing practice to, for me. Um, but yeah, it's probably one of the most powerful things you can do for yourself. Just even if you're not an entrepreneur and just in life in general, just feeling worthy because you can then step into the things that actually light your life up. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see many people awakening to that because the whole worthiness thing, I, I was, you know, did marketing and we're subliminally told that we're not yeah. everywhere through advertising. We have to have this or, you know, you watch the celebrities on TV, what they have, they'll show off what they have, like their private chats or, you know, they all look a certain way. They get, they, yeah. yeah, I mean, or they're trying to sell you these products. Yeah. It's like, you have to look a certain way to be accepted. You have to be a certain way. You have to live a certain life path or you're not like you're wrong or you're not good enough or, you know, you're inadequate in some way and it's just so not true because we all are unique individuals and we all have different things that we love and different purposes that we should be I shouldn't hate saying the word should um <laughs> you know different different life paths and when we can connect to that and what's true for us then that's like honestly that would be how we change the world is all just reconnecting to ourselves and what feels true for ourselves and like practicing self-love because like we said before, it is the most selfless thing you can do. And if we all did that, gosh, can you imagine the, the impact that would have on the world? Right. And I love that. I feel like you and I found each other because we're on that same journey. And what's yeah. amazing is when you practice self-love, when you're really going from within, that's when you attract people on the same page as you. Yes. Yeah, you do. When cause, because you start vibrating at that higher frequency, right? Like you're, yeah, you really are just the, the those that aren't vibrating at the same frequency as you, they naturally kind of fall away in your life. But then you start attracting all of these uplifting high vibe people into your life. And it just like, what does Teal Swan say? Like the, the better it gets, the better it gets or the better it gets, the better it can get. And it's so true. Like the more you focus on you and better in your life and yourself um like the better it gets around you as well like it really everything does really start from within that's really good that's really good and it's it's very true it's so true so true what advice do you want to give the listeners today oh it'd have to be that right (laughs) i think that sums it up yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you can show up for yourself and um, reconnect to who you are and do what you love and, and start practicing self-love every day, like you are creating a better world. You're like you are impacting the collective. 
you're showing up not just for those closest to you, not just for yourself and those closest to you, but you are creating like a better world for everyone. And yeah, so just start with something small, like just do one thing a day that you love or start practicing gratitude for where you are right now or like just something small um, to start your journey of self-love or to like, yeah, just better your life in some way. Yeah. And your self-love, I go back to Sex and the City where Carrie Bradshaw says the most important relationship is the one you have with yourself. Yes. You've got to do things for yourself. If you want the world to show up for you, to support you, you've got to support yourself. If you're single, yourself on dates. Yeah. Yeah. School Absolutely. Yourself. Give yourself a bubble bath or ask yourself each day, how can I show myself some love? Yeah. Just that question alone. Like if you asked yourself that first thing in the morning would be so powerful. I love it. Well, Tara, how can we support you? Um, honestly, maybe just following me on Instagram. Like I love sharing everything that I've learned so far and I'm still growing and learning and evolving and I, I share my journey along the way. So please just go and follow me on Instagram so I can share that with you as well. Um, my Instagram handle is at it's Tara Swan, so I T S T A R A S W A N. Um, it's Tara Swan. Yeah. And send me a message. Like if this, if if you loved anything that we've spoken about here, send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Yes. And do you, you do virtual coaching as well? Yeah, I do all online. All online. Wonderful. Wonderful. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. We loved having Tara on the show. She shared so many beautiful sentiments. And Tara, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. You are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode.